Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. No one deserves a winner more than Nick fans. I know it's been tough, but. My pledge is we are going to work tirelessly and we are going to build this the right way to bring you a winner. What is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? What is up, J. Edgar Hooper? Not much, Craig. Well, you got to make something up, Jay. I mean, okay. for crying out loud. Can you act like there's something going on? Is there any place you'd rather be right now? I could think of plenty of places. 10.30 at night, in your basement, where I've made you turn off the fan because it makes too much noise. Yeah, it's freaking hot. It is hot down here. It's hot in my room, too. The sacrifices we make to deliver our listeners beautiful, crisp sounds. Also, the new microphone that you're using. So everybody who's been writing, complaining about Jason for a variety of reasons. Is that true? One of them can be crossed off the list, and that's the sound. All right. Man, you make it sound like there's a laundry list of complaints. There's a short, it's a short list. It's not, it's not a laundry list. It's a lot of complaints about the same things. All right. One is the sound quality. Jay, do you want to hear this? Yeah, sure. I'll take the (laughs) constructive criticism. Well, here, there's this one, you, you you saw the review, the one review that came in, right? And, and Jason, bear yourself, because I don't know how much of this is constructive and how much <laughs> of it is just, you know. But how am I supposed to even know if this is real until we finish and then he tells me that it's real or it's, or it's not? He just made it up. Well, first of all, I sent you the email of the one. You know that at least this one is entirely real. Okay. I, I, I swear to God that there's at least two real ones that I'm about to tell you. <laughs> what good does that do me? One was we got this whole long thing from somebody. And to be fair, Barry, I'm going to read the whole thing. And he wrote about us too. Right. Craig, more rants, please. So that's, you know, he's criticizing me. He wants more rants. Doesn't sound like a criticism. That's he's not a praising criticism. you. He wants yeah. more. Oh, he's, he's, saying saying I'm he not do- he's saying I'm not doing enough. So there you go. No, that's not a criticism. He said, continue being an ass to Barry. He needs to shape up and get, get with the program. Ouch. Okay, that's a dig at me. <laughs> He's joke. He wrote LOL after, so oh, well, I think he just enjoys it. All right. <laughs> he says, Barry, don't ever change. Barry's was the best one of all because he's basically saying you're perfect, which pisses me off. Well, doesn't everybody like Barry better? No, Jay. I don't know that it's everybody. Well, <laughs> I, pretty mu- I think it is. <laughs> he said, Barry, don't ever change. Continue selling bicycles, which that could mean, you know, maybe stop doing the podcast and just do bicycles. Right. Continue selling bicycles. Maybe give us an insight on what pisses you off as a Knicks fan. So, Barry, let's just get it out of the way right now. What pisses you off as a Knicks fan? The Dolan crybabies, for one. Oh, the Dolan crybabies. You're going to piss off a lot of your fans. I, I, I have to hear it from everybody. Then, you know, you hear it from, like, uh, Fairweather fans all the time. And all the blame goes on him. He has no problem shelling out the dough. We all know that. And, you know, again, I think there's enough 
solid people that are filling up that front office now where I think it is possible that the image is going to change. Okay, you don't sound that pissed off, Barry. (laughs) Right, that was the question, wasn't it? And then J. Edgar Hooper. It's on to J. Edgar. Uh Uh-oh. How about a little more fucking passion, he says. Maybe give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Be more prepared. Which which I don't understand. So you were confused by this because I shared this with you, and I'll tell you what that was. You said... Didn't you guys see my notes from the Leon Rose interview? Well, I mean, I know he didn't see my notes, obviously. All right. Jay listened to that interview just like Barry and I did before the show because we said we were going to, and he took notes. A lot of them. I wanted to show you my commitment. But on the show, it did not show that way. And then later on, when the Twitter questions came out, all you want to do is talk about the ice cream question. And you were to, you were also asked to prepare with the Twitter questions. Well, because what were the questions? There, there were barely any real questions. They weren't real. I mean, there were real questions. You did not prepare for those. And that's what he's referring to. I was telling you what he's referring to. Who was, uh, who would we take on the team? I, I, I answered that. Who was worse you know, which is the worst of the two Spanish players? I even brought up the guy that wasn't that wasn't on the list. That didn't even make the final cut, Jay. That I know. But I'm just show. saying. All right, and then he also said, "Understand that this is Craig and Barry's show, Jay." That's fine. That's why I haven't been talking that much. Do you understand that, that? Is that clear, Greg? Read the next sentence because I like the next sentence. It is a privilege in caps. Privilege in caps. Interesting. To be in the same room with these geniuses. We're not in the same room. I hate to break everybody. <laughs> But we get it. We're in the same chat room. To be in the same room with these geniuses. Act proud, goddammit. LOL. He put LOL there, but I don't think he's joking. I think he's being entirely serious. Again, he says he loves the podcast. All in all, for the most part, he loves hearing the three of us together. Oh. He said. Yeah, there you go. People questioning your passion, Jay. Questioning my passion. Okay. Jay, if you, if you don't have the passion, that's a problem. Because, <laughs> I mean... It is like kind of in the tagline of the show. Like we don't always say it, but but it is it's the pain, the passion, the podcast. Right. It can't be it's not the pain. I don't know if I give a shit the podcast, you know. <laughs> I was really wondering all week should should we get on at the start of the show and try and like get you cuz sometimes on a podcast you got to be like I've noticed since Barry has joined, Barry's energy is through the roof most of the time. There are nights where he wants to just go to sleep. But his energy usually puts mine to shame, I feel like. So I always try to raise mine just to match his. And that's what makes us a good team, because we elevate each other. That's right. So here, Jay, we, we need to raise... Barry, do we need to just raise Jay to us? Yeah, we got a Josh yeah. Groban his we, ass. Did you just say Josh, Josh Groban my ass? We got a Josh Groban you. Raise you up? Yeah, raise you up. That's right. Mm. That's what I was going for. Yeah. This is not phasing Jay at all. You're not... You don't care. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the fire is lit. And I'm not talking about in general, but just right now, this doesn't bother you. If this doesn't bother you... What? what, You're just adjusting your seat levels right now. Right now. I'm trying to figure out if that's the sound that you hear, is the the chair. Oh, yeah, so let's make more of it. I mean, that that, (laughs) that makes a lot of sense. I'm just trying to figure out if that's what it is. (laughs) Okay, so we got that out of the way. All right, if anybody's still listening to this show and you like it, Jay, why don't you tell them why they should leave us some reviews? Go. <laughs> this is really awkward because I cannot see you at all. 
What? Then there's a problem with your screen because I see him fine. All right. All right, guys. If you listen to the show and you like the show, please go on to iTunes or wherever you listen. Leave us a review. Give us a five-star rating, and uh, we'd appreciate that. It'll make our week. We didn't get any fucking reviews this week, and I'm pissed off about it. Barry, are you pissed? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm pissed about it, Craig. <laughs> it's a little unsettling. You know, we had a very uh, a big show last week after the Leon big, Rose big interview. Show. Big numbers. We know, you know, a lot of listeners. And, and yeah, you'd like to see a few more reviews come out after that. Come on. We don't get paid for this shit that much. But uh, you know what? If you're going to give us a bad review or knock <laughs> us down from five stars just because Jason's here, then don't leave us one. Right. Wait a few weeks till he's not here anymore, right? Okay. Jay. You don't pick up your game. I can't make any promises what's going to happen here. And I know after this, you're going to be telling us how upset you are about that comment. Here, you're acting like you don't care. Mm -hmm. All right, so leave us some reviews. All right, and uh, later on, we'll we'll have J. Edgar Hooper and the news in 60 seconds. Our internal team decided to rework the J. Edgar news segment. He's going to be getting timed 60 seconds or less. He's going to have to give the news. And he's going to have to to battle Barry and I a little bit during it because we're going to talk because it's our show. I'm privileged to be here. It's not the Jason show. Preach. All right. Have we beat up on Jason enough, Barry? Yeah, it's a good start. It's a good start. It's a good start. Okay. The night is young. Well, let's move on to more non-Nicks news. Barry, I'm looking forward to going to your house for the 4th of July weekend. No, you aren't. So you're I in. I know you're See, not. I didn't know if you were in or not. Yeah, that's true. I am <laughs> you so definitely, nervous. <laughs> you definitely have more reservations than you do optimism, and, you know, you're not looking forward to it. Oh, my wife today was asking me, like, what I thought she should make for an appetizer, and it's really started sinking in, like, wow, we're really doing this. Really going over there. You're worse than I am. Like, I've been hesitant. You you seem to be, like, really bad. I'm not sure what to expect with the kids. No social distancing, that's for sure. Do not expect that. None? No, I would... Are you joking? You should not expect any social distancing at all. I mean, unless you think you could control your children to do that. What do you mean? They're, like, touching each other and jumping on each other? Well, I'm sure they're going to be in the pool. They're going to be in close proximity the whole time. Okay. I might have to rethink this whole thing. And Jay, your kids have been hanging out with Barry's kids for a while and nothing's happened. What's going to happen, Craig? No, nothing has happened. Well, Barry, I've, you, you go out there every day in the world. Yeah, I understand that. And I have like, you know, over 10 employees in my shop. We've been open every day since the beginning. Not one of my don't employees say has gotten it. Don't sick. Don't say that. Don't say that. You think I'm going to jinx it? Yeah, don't say that. I mean, you are the weak link here, Barry. I acknowledge that I've been lucky and my staff has been lucky. But still, I mean, but that's the fact. We've been fine through all of this. And I understand there's other states where case numbers are going up, but I mean, that's not the case here in New York right now. Any Clarkson Avenue crumb case coming to the party? Ooh. I thought about that the other day. I thought Me about too. that last night. That would be a great idea. That would be, a, that would be nice. I'd love to sample some of that so that way I could, you know. <laughs> if, I mean, if, somebody, so one of the guests should just bring it. Barry, can you buy some crumb cakes to have at your party? Yeah, no, we could have it in time. Can't they rush it out for us? We could probably just go pick it up. I'd rather have it shipped. Do you think I want to drive an hour or 45 minutes, whatever it is, to pick them up? All right, since we're there, it's a hard next life. But for this ad, we like to uh, say it's a crummy next life using a family recipe born in 1950s Brooklyn and perfected on the east end of Long Island. Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company promises to deliver you the finest and most delicious crumb cakes on the market. And what better way to celebrate this nation's independence than Mm. with a box of crumpkins? Or an 8x8 crumb. Do they have any special flavors for 4th of July? Ooh, they've got a campfire crumb cake. They got a campfire crumb cake for the 4th of July? Yeah. What's on that? 
It's, it looks like a s'more. Is it like s'mores? It's By the way, guys, let's stop the fucking presses because here's where we're going to see some passion from Jay. Finally. <laughs> Talking right, about ice cream cake, cake, right? Without a doubt, yes. So what's on that? Let's see. It is delicious chocolate cake, marshmallow cream, which is injected right into the, uh, right into the cake itself until it starts cream. to overflow. Okay, I could tell you guys right now I need this. And they inject it? It says they inject it until it starts to overflow onto the top of the cake. Go ahead. What else? And then they top it with a mountain of a of their one of a kind graham cracker crumbs. Oh my goodness! Craig, oh, looks, consider it done. It looks spectacular. Craig, I think the needle just moved for you <laughs> going into Saturday. If you can guarantee that cake is there, I'm I'm there. It says pre-order nice. if you'd like it to arrive in time for the Fourth of July. Sounds fantastic. All right. You want to buy that or anything else, go to ClarksonAvCrumb.com. Support the company that supports us. All right. Use promo code HARDNICKSLIFE for 23% off your order. All right. Let's talk about some Nicks. Finally. Did you see that Shams Sharanya report? Can we figure out how to say that name? Do you know how to say it, Jay? No. You're in the news. No. No idea. I would say it the same way that you did. For the two guys who dropped the most bombs in the NBA, there couldn't be two names where I literally do not know how to say either of their names. What? For Woj? Yeah. Adrian Wojnarowski and Shams Charania or Sham. I don't know if it's Shams or Shams. I don't know if it's Charania, 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 Charnia. You've never looked know. it up? He reported, and by the way, he kept, he said that the Knicks are up in the air with for Kevin about Kevin Knox. You know, not sure what to make of him. Just like everybody else who's followed the Knicks. He said he could easily be dangled. I think he, I'm pretty sure he used the word "dangled" in some trade proposals this offseason. Of course, look if if, if you're if you're putting your anchor in Kevin Knox as the Knicks and him being an immovable piece, you got big problems, man. He's not really like a great piece of bait. You're dangling him, hoping to get catch a big fish. No, 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 definitely not. Everybody else is going to have the same uncertainties that that this that this front office has about him. This is not the time to be dangling Kevin Knox in trades. He's still insanely young. He's, he's one of the youngest in his draft class, if not the youngest. He's only 20. He's not even 21 yet. Did you see this uh, photo of he's been working? I know he worked with him a little bit during the season, but lately he's been training with a uh, famous Instagram guy, Lethal Shooter, NBA shooting coach. Lethal Shooter posted this photo, a couple photos of them together, and Lethal Shooter wrote, sometimes the smallest changes can lead to the biggest results with the art of shooting. You've been shooting the leather off the ball, Kevin Knox. Adding muscle memory is far from easy. Keep up the great work. Your dedication and passion for the game at a young age is rare. Have you seen this guy shoot? Not Kevin Knox. I haven't. Lethal Shooter? No. Pretty good. He's pretty good. I think after Leon Rose was hired, you started seeing him around the Knicks training facility. He trains a lot of guys. Like, there's another photo on Instagram of him with uh, Buddy Heald and uh, Devin Booker. Uh, you watch his Instagram videos as Barry fucking yawns over there. Thank you. That gives me great confidence for this show. I'm good, dude. I'm not yawning. Barry, if you're going to fucking yawn, get off camera so I can't see it. <laughs> right. You're right. It throws, throws you off. Throws me off. I'm here for you. I don't buddy. need to be Forget fucking it. talking here and seeing you and Jay yawning. <laughs> I didn't yawn. You didn't, you didn't yawn, but your whole presence is a yawn. No offense. That's hurtful. That's just hurtful. <laughs> you almost made Barry spit out his beer. <laughs> Barry, yeah, you did. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> I look at you and all I see is yawn, Jay. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, no, but he has these crazy videos, and I didn't know about these training methods. He's, he had this one video where he puts a plastic garbage bag on the basketball and like ties up the bag, and he's dribbling that and shooting that from a, from like three. And he said that as a kid, his father had him trained like that. Actually, he used like gardening gloves or something too on top of that. Wow. Right. To shoot the ball because then we could play with like any ball in any situation, any kind of weather. Right. If you could shoot a basketball in a plastic baggie and handle it and get it through the hoop with regularity, then... And so and so he ultimately starred in college and then made it to the NBA and won a bunch of championships because he got so good doing that? No, dude, but he's fucking coaching NBA players oh, to shoot okay. right now, all right? So I'm, uh, I'm going to start doing that with my son in the driveway. Nice. How about this news about LeBron James? This is the oldest news. Yeah, old news. I mean, it's slightly different. Okay, here's the news. Well, should we call it news? Bill Simmons is reporting that in 2010, when LeBron, the whole LeBron James free agency thing was going on, the Knicks were in the running. He had a meeting with the Knicks, and the Knicks were actually, at the time, his number one choice. I don't think I ever heard that wrinkle. Did you ever hear that, Barry? No, I mean, I knew they were in the running. I guess I didn't hear that they were clear front runners. I don't even know if I believe that. But apparently, according to Bill Simmons, they were his number one choice. And the meeting with the Knicks was such a disaster that LeBron basically said there's no way he's going to the Knicks. And the only references were Walsh in a wheelchair. Which, what's Donnie so bad Walsh about in that? in a wheelchair. But what's the big deal? Well, we'll, talk, we'll get to that in a sec. And Dolan being Dolan and nothing being prepared other than like involving Tony Soprano in some way. And I could see, I think that all that is probably extremely accurate. Um <laughs> And it's long been joked joked about. It's a young player's game, and then the Knicks wheeled out Donnie Walsh in a wheelchair to make the pitch to LeBron. My question is, why would anybody care about this now? Because LeBron always matters. The Knicks always matter. You know how LeBron always gets heat for not coming to the Knicks? He's a pussy. Or he can't handle New York. He doesn't have what it takes. Yeah, I mean, that's... I never heard that. Now it's going to be put on the Knicks. It's the Knicks' fault. It's he always was ready the rub to on anybody. He was ready to come here. He was ready to come. He had what it took, except the Knicks didn't. They blew it. They blew it. I think they did blow it. There's something about it that I don't believe. How did he end up? So you're telling me, was, was, were Wade and Bosch going to come to the Knicks? Was he going to build a super team back here? No, but the Knicks had, clearly they had enough money to get two max players at the time. And there, you know, there would have been a creative way to you know, do some type of other move to get a third guy in here. So they should have come to that meeting telling him how they were going to do that, right? Well, apparently the anecdote goes that there was no clear vision for their future. You know, they were obsessed with, you know, kind of dazzling some stuff in front of him, you know, with this James Gandolfini bullshit. And uh, but there was no vision, you know, for the future. I, again, how much that weighed on him. If it's if the story's true, nobody knows. Listen, it's all old news. I don't even I don't even think our listeners want us to talk about it. No, they don't want to hear that shit. You know, we want to focus on the future. This is a new team. It's a new front office. Donnie Walsh is long gone. We got World Wide West. We got Leon Rose. I'm assuming these guys have a plan. It's a different time. Hopefully, finally, this is all going to change. Yeah, I mean, Hopefully. this is probably a more relatable front office. It is a more relatable front office than what we had had. Absolutely. You know, again, we don't know if that's enough to block the shadow, you know, of the Knicks' faults in yesteryear. Some fans upset lately about a little move the Knicks made. Knicks fans are the greatest. You know, they, they get so upset about losing players that that weren't even fucking playing. Right. It's it's hilarious. 
and then complaining about the player that they got in. He's, Which he's isn't going to make a lick of difference either. Yeah, yeah, like always arguing about like 15, 14th and 15th players on the roster. But we all know Alonzo Trier was waived. He was going to be a restricted free agent. And they picked up Theo Pinson. Uh, let's talk about Alonzo Trier. I don't want to talk about Theo Pinson in the show. I don't want to talk about Jared Harper in the show. That's not the kind of show this is. Thank you, Craig. And I, I applaud you for that. As this, uh, as this show's it? captain, <laughs> I appreciate that. Because it, it doesn't deserve more than a sentence to be talked about. Oh, we're going to delve into Theo Pinson. Again, like you said, a 14th or 15th roster guy, you don't even know who's going to be here at the start of the season. And if he is, you know, is it really going to contribute to the team on the court? No. With all due respect to our fellow content creators, Barry, and I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. When I saw all these tweets about Jared Harper, an entire like podcast dedicated to Jared Harper, articles about Jared Harper, I refuse to even put out one fucking tweet about Jared Harper. Are we that starved? Do people really care about a guy that might never play on the Knicks roster? Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. You know, you you want to you want to look and see a little bit of history on this guy, what he was like when he when he, you know, was was in that his particular draft class, was he drafted, was he not drafted? What's he been doing since? But I'm not going to like you said, write an article about it. I'm not going to do a one-hour podcast about the guy. It's a waste of time, frankly. I saw one article, Knicks might have struck gold with Jared Harper. Get the fuck out of here. Struck gold? <laughs> or a diamond in the rough. It was some... Yeah, some how many times are you going to hear that? That was said about Alonzo Trier. It was said about Theo Pinson. But Alonzo's gone. Leon Rose said it in his interview, right? Character guys. And, you know, as much fun as Trier was to watch from time to time in the game... He got into a little rift with Tim Hardaway Jr. The other players on the team, there's been articles written about how that they didn't like him. If it's a guy that's really not doing anything for you in the long run, and he's just a difficult fit on your team any way you slice it, in any role that you put him in, why wouldn't you ship him out and bring in a guy who, again, is probably not going to contribute any more for you, but at least he's a guy that gets along with all his teammates you know, by all accounts. Jay, Edgar Hooper? What are you looking for? Anything. I, I mean, like <laughs> Holy pulse. Shit, Jay. what difference? Do, I mean, pulse, please. how many games did he play in this year, Alonzo Trier? <laughs> how many games? He got a bunch of DMPs this year. Right. I mean, so what? I mean, why even waste any time on it? He, he, he's not part of the future. He wasn't part, he wasn't part of the present. He's not going to be part of the future. There's no need to keep him on the roster. You know, he also, he had those, he liked all, some tweets that were bashing R.J. Barrett during the season. Yes. I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a rumor that the Knicks, when they would pick teams for scrimmages in practice, he was always picked last. No one won on him on his, on their team. It was a string of negativity. And if you're trimming the fat and you're going to start by something that's really not going to affect you one way or another in the games, why wouldn't you trim that negative shit? Get it out. And I know that it's hard. For some Knicks fans, it's hard to see. They saw, like, the offensive explosiveness of his. And look, I'm not saying, and, and look, he's not a bad guy, but he clearly, you know, there were clearly issues with him. You know, and how he was looked Literally. at by, by his teammates. If your team doesn't want you on their scrimmage, on their squads and scrimmage, I mean, that, that says all I need to know. Yeah. And how then, then they're not going to want you on the court with them when it counts. They don't even want you on the court with them when it doesn't. And I mean, Craig, you and I, you know, we're big ISOZO fans. You we know, are, the beginning. and Barry was a staunch defendant of ISOZO. You, yes. When he wasn't playing, you want him out there in the beginning of the year. Remember that? Yeah. I saw the playmaking ability that he had. I saw his shot. 
the way he would drive to the basket. I saw all these positive things. I thought he was going to be able to grow. I thought you might even be able to transform him into some type of combo guard. And look, they tried a little bit. Again, look, did he get like a, a, you want to call it a fair shot this year on this roster? No. But again, there was really no way to use him. You know, he wasn't going to help you on the defensive end. And on on offense, he wasn't going to get, you know, he wasn't going to be utilized the way that a player like him kind of needs to be if he's going to have success in this league. When Zoe was drafted, we had uh, his mom on. She was really nice. Right. I'll be honest, like, a bi- I mean, I was really a big Zoe fan, and maybe a lot because he actually responded to me on Twitter at times uh, in DMs. He's like the only Nick who's ever written back about anything. I mean, Iggy tried to sue us at some point. <laughs> but <laughs> threatened, threatened the It's a Hard Nick's Life podcast. I mean, I wish Alonzo nothing but the best. I hope he figures it out. But you're right. There was something, for whatever reason, he was not vibing with his teammates on the Knicks. And I'm not saying that's why they got rid of him, but I think it's that, plus he just didn't fit. Yeah. I mean, you'd want to hear nothing, essentially, right? And and we only heard, like, you know, more than three or more negative things, you know, throughout his time here. You don't hear that shit about Nilakina. You don't hear that shit about Dotson. You don't hear that shit about Knox. There's never any negative shit, you know, coming around those guys. They they go to work. They do their job. Look, they may not do it well all the time, but they go to work, they do their job, and they do things the right way, you know, as far as what it looks like. Yeah, let's see what Brock Aller also has in, has in plans, you know. Supposedly that there was some financial reasons to make this move. Theo Pinson gives them a little more flexibility. All the Knicks fans started comparing, you know, Pinson's worse than Trier. You basically traded Pinson for Trier. How do you get rid of a, a guy with that offensive talent? Who cares if he doesn't play D? The Knicks suck anyway. Okay. It's just, you're trying to build something here. You really think like Trier's, like win shares, all things considered, are going to be that much greater than Pinson? It's such a it's such a joke. It drives me crazy. This is one of the things that pisses me off, the the stock that Knicks fans put in these end-of-the-bench guys. It's a, it's a warm body for practice. I even get pissed when Knicks fans defend Damian Dotson because I'm like, come on, we're all arguing about the ninth or 10th guy on the team, whether Damian Dotson is getting the minutes he deserves. It's Damian Dotson. He can barely get minutes on the Knicks. I'm sorry, Damian Dotson is not that good. Do you understand why Knicks fans on social media go crazy about Damian Dotson? Because they're starving. For Damian Dotson? Give me a fucking break. Fucking starving for any, any little ounce of talent or hope that they can see. They're starving for it. So in Damian Dotson, they see a guy that's a little bit of a two-way player. They see a guy that's got a little (laughs) bit of a shot. You know what I mean? It's true. It's fucking pathetic. It's sad. It is sad. At least, like when I'm talking, I'm talking about Frank. It's a guy who's like can't even drink yet, and has barely scratched the surface, and has barely been here. And he's this timid kid that you're hoping he's gonna just break out of his shell and become a fucking lion one day. Damian Dotson. Damian Dobson's your number one or your number two on your G League team. <laughs> Literally, you got Knicks fans arguing, saying he should be starting. Who gives a fuck either way? If he can't break into this rotation, then what does that tell you? They may say that he wasn't given a fair shot. Of course, it's the, you know, the coaches suck. There's such a talent like Damian Dotson on the bench and you don't see it. You want to take this team somewhere in the future? <laughs> and you're, you want Damian Dotson 
to be there, taking you there as like one of your key guys or somebody that you can't give up on, you got problems. Listen, the same way I, t- I tell Jay not to take offense to anything that's said in the podcast, I don't want Damian Dotson to take any offense to this. This is not your fault, all right? You're a, you're a fine player, maybe. You may have another four years in this league. <laughs> but I just cannot believe that Knicks fans put this energy into talking and arguing about players like Dotson and Jared Harper and Alonzo Trier. Because we're not going to do it here. With this is not what this show is about. This is about the show is about eating crumb cake at Barry's backyard barbecue party. All right. No. It's about arguing with Maria about the where to park in the street. That's what this show is about. <laughs> no. And then when the Knicks are good, it's about hearing what we become when the Knicks are good. You want to hear us cry because we're so happy. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, you can only project what this show would be about when the Knicks are good. You, you can't talk about it from experience. No, we don't know. We don't know. All right. We do not Uncharted territory. But we know what it's like when KP goes down for the season. We know what it's like when KP gets traded. Heartache. Confusion. Got a lot of new listeners lately. And if there's any shows to go back and listen to, it's some of those. Because we literally found out live on the show. Jay, I'm excited to see what you're like. Maybe when something actually fucking happens, we're going to see you break down on the air with us. Basketball related or food related? Okay. (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) I want to ask you guys a question. Right, so Alonzo Trier's gone. If you remember when we had Alonzo Trier, there was it was before Kyrie and KD were going to be, be free agents. Everyone was convinced, including us, at least until KD went down with that injury, that KD was coming here and likely Kyrie was going to follow him. We all know I, that. I don't know if it's fair to say convinced, but yeah, we thought we were in the running. Come on, give me a break. Were we ever convinced, Craig, even when we had that psychic on? <laughs> And she alluded to it. I don't know if we ever convinced. No, maybe convinced is too strong, but we we thought it was a very good chance. Yes. One of the guys that was on the Knicks that we thought might sort of have a say in that or sway in that was Alonzo because he had a direct relationship with uh, with KD. Which is kind of ridiculous, too. Maybe Zoe ends up in Brooklyn. All right, maybe that happens. Did the Knicks, I heard a rumor that the Knicks took on Zoe in hopes of that giving a reason that KD might come here. You know, we know we had DeAndre here, KD's good friend. We had Alonzo here. We had Royal Ivy here. Is Royal Ivy still here? I don't even know. As far as I know. Maybe KD's best friend until him and Kyrie started pinching nipples at the All-Star game. (laughs) My question for you is, that was about 12 months ago. This is, we're heading into 4th of July weekend. This is the time of year where normally we're free agencies opening up and that's, that whole exciting thing is happening. Basically, 12 months ago, free agency was opening up, and we thought we were on the verge of potentially getting KD. But I honestly don't think a lot of us were that crazy about whether or not we should get, go for him based on the injury. But we thought that maybe there was going to be some sort of shift, right? It didn't happen. But are the Knicks better off? With Are they better off today, having not gotten KD and Kyrie, and since then, having fired Fisdale? having a top six pick or seven pick, or depending on the lottery where they fall, having Leon Rose come in here, World Wide West joining, a revamped front office, or would they have been better off today had they basically been in the Nets position, signed KD and Kyrie, and here they are today with KD, Kyrie, maybe Fisdale, maybe they are fired Fisdale, and they're also looking for a coach. Same front office, Scott Perry, Steve Mills, 
What would have been the better situation? Which would you guys rather have today? Such a great question. Scott Perry, Steve Mills, KD and Kyrie, Fisdale coaching, Leon Rose, World Wide West, a Tom Thibodeau, a Kenny Atkinson coaching, something like that, RJ, Mitchell, lottery pick, financial flexibility. It's a great question because obviously if you asked that question last year and you just stated what you just stated, I, I feel like I would feel the opposite. But like right now, I feel like we're in a much better position than had we signed Kyrie and KD. If Kyrie was on the Knicks right now, I'd be pulling my hair out. <laughs> I'd be banging my head against the wall every day. And I'd be crying that we set ourselves back a couple of years because Kyrie Irving is a walking distraction. He's a cancer to any team that he joins. And as for KD, yeah, do I think that he is, when he was in his prime, do I think he was one of the greatest players in the NBA currently? Yes, I do. But right now, you have to acknowledge that he's past his prime. You know, we don't know how he's going to come back, but it's it's hard to see him coming back to that level of talent that he was at before. You know, it's yet to be determined. But but no, I mean, if, if, if he came along in that Kyrie package, it would be driving me crazy. And Jay, how confident would you be with Scott Perry and Steve Mills building this team? I'm not confident at all. Around crazy Kyrie and KD. I think I agree with Barry. We're in a, a much a much better position. I mean, Kyrie Irving has been nothing but a headache for the Nets. You know, the the coach is already gone. There's all those reports that, you know, he just he wasn't playing just because he didn't really want to play, that maybe he wasn't that injured. And did you hear what what uh, Durant said about even if he had been healthy, he doesn't know if he'd be playing right now in the once they start everything back up again? Who would want to deal with that? Who said that? KD said Yeah, that? he said that even if, forgetting about the injury, if there was no injury, that he probably wouldn't, he'd probably opt out now just because of, of everything that was going on. Wow. And this is a guy whose agent had said that, you know, he'd probably be up and ready to play in the, uh, in the Olympics, which would have been going on, you know, at the same exact time that the NBA is supposedly going to restart. And yet now he's not even going to play. But I can't envision next season, Whenever it starts, next season, okay, a healthy KD, a healthy Kyrie on the Nets, I still can't envision that team being anything other than a train wreck. I'm telling you. I'm sure they have the buyer's remorse. You, you know they did. They, they sold a lot of jerseys, cool. They sold a lot of tickets, I'm they sure. Gave out, they gave out a ton of jerseys. But ultimately, <laughs> when it comes down to it, it's probably going to end up being a loss for, for the Brooklyn franchise as a whole, I'm sure. There's no, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a train wreck when they come back. Maybe they're a decent team, but there's no fucking way those guys are leading the Nets to a championship. And anything less than that is a loss in my mind because you've you've just set yourselves back a few years for, for nothing, for nothing, just to get the front page for a few days. If KD never got injured, I think it would have been huge for the Knicks. But with the injuries and everything, they're lucky that, that they didn't somehow end up with KD. And they're in a much better place right now. I can't believe I'm saying that, and I honestly, truly believe it. And I don't think it's that crazy. And I don't think it's just because I'm a Knicks fan and I'm biased. I'm so much more confident with Leon and Wes here. Hopefully Thibodeau or Atkinson and at least a couple of young guys that we like. Dude. And all our money, of, then it's... Yeah. Yeah, a couple of moves that you make, right? And you get a little bit of talent over here. I'm telling you, 
you can get yourself at least on a fucking track toward the right direction. And and, and the fucking Knicks haven't even been in the station the last 20 years. The Knicks need one guy. They need to get one guy. Like a top 30 guy? Like like a Donovan Mitchell. Okay. A Devin Booker. A guy like this. Mm-hmm. A guy who still has game. his better years ahead of him and has already established himself as an all-star. They need one to, to somehow get with these young guys, and it's going to make an insane amount of difference. Until then, we're going to be a wreck. Yeah, you're right, because until uh, then, you're, you're right. You need that to put the proper sheen on the face of this team. You know, you, you got it behind the scenes, right? You've got what you hope to be the right guys pulling the strings. But you're right. You need, you need some of that proof out there on display to kind of give, you know, just the start of that makeover a presence. When you add that instantly, our young guys are going to be look like they're 10 times better than they have looked. It, I don't care how many veterans you, you put on this team. Until you find that one star that everyone else can play around, it's going to be a bit of a mess. But I'm so much more confident that Wes and Leon are going to bring that guy here. And if it takes trading a couple of these young guys or some picks, that's what it's going to take. And I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, this team has been, you know, turning over personnel on the court like crazy over the last few years. Do you think I'm married to anybody on this team? Hell no. No. Do I love RJ? Be. Yes, but I'm not married to anybody. Give me fresh blood in here. Give me a new identity. Someone's going to propel us in the win column. All right, guys, I don't know if you hear that music, but it's time for J. Edgar Hooper and the news in 60 seconds. Go, J. All right, 60 seconds. Are you timing me? Really? Jay's down to 57, dude. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Obviously, the the main thing in the news is whether or not the season is actually going to happen or not at this point, which as every day goes by, I mean, I'm sorry, it's getting less and less likely. I don't know if you were looking at the numbers in Florida. They went up more than 9,000 cases a couple of days last week, and between yesterday and today, went up more than 6,000. And that's where they're going to be Disney World, right? Yeah, at Disney. Orange County, which is where Orlando is. Uh, the numbers are pretty uh, are pretty high. Yeah, and, and and a ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to take away from your 60 seconds, Jay. Did you pause it? Craig? I'll pause it. Okay, yeah. pause okay. that. I wasn't gonna. We'll pause that. <laughs> but I think it's worth saying, you know, because you hear some people, you know, say, well, you know, they're doing so much more testing. Of course, case numbers are going to go up. Then how come they're not going up in New York? Pe- more people are getting tested here too, and things have been opening up here too. Protests have been going on here too, and yet the numbers are not going up. So obviously, choosing Florida as a destination at this point is a little eerie, and it's totally going to weigh on the NBA and what's going to happen. And you can't you can't just pick up now and choose another location. You've got too much invested. More players announcing today that they're not coming back. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, who tested positive for COVID, he's out. Wilson Chandler for the Nets, he's out. I don't know if you saw earlier today the Pelicans announced that three players tested positive. Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, spent uh, well, the a Nets. lot of Nets. I know the, the Nuggets had like an outbreak at their practice facility. They got to close that down. Uh, and Adam Silver, I think today it was. He said, All right, thank you, Jay. That was Jay Edgar. Oh, Hooper this was big. And the news in 60 seconds or less. No, you don't want the Adam Silver bit? No. Okay. All right, you lose out. <laughs> what did you want to say about Adam Silver? I was just going to say, he said, you know, if a couple of people, once they started playing, got it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal if there's only a few players. But, like, if it really started to spread, they'd have no choice but to cancel, and that would be that. I just don't see it happening at this point. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a at gmail.com. 
keep those reviews coming. Even if you're not doing them on iTunes, I love getting them on email. And I'll read them on here. You tell us what you think of Jason. Tell us if his energy was up this week. You can follow me on Twitter, at Harnix Life. You can follow Barry, at Barry Dworkin. And I believe, Jay Edgar, you've got a new Twitter, or you just changed the name? Well, I mean, it's so my old Twitter. Him? I just changed the name on it. Yeah. So what is it now? It's at J. Edgar Hooper. At? Just the letter at J. J. Edgar Hooper. At J. Edgar Hooper. Let's get Jay some followers. How many are you at now? 260-something. Okay. Let's get you up to 265 in a couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> <laughs> hey. If you like, oh no, if you want to call us, you can call That's us. Right. No one's fucking calling us, but they can. Is it, when we when we say that week after week and week after week, we never play phone calls. Do you think people think we're just not playing the phone calls or they just know? That we're not getting any? That we're begging for calls and we're not getting any. Well, I mean, maybe we should tell, give them a purpose. You know, what are you going to fucking call a, a Knicks podcast about in summer when the Knicks are out of it? Okay, let's let's get your opinions. After you listen to this show, I want you to call us this week and you tell us, are we better off now than we would have been had we signed Kyrie and KD? That same question we were all discussing, we want to hear your opinion. We will play at the top of the next show. There you go. 516-33-MESH-1. That's 516-336-3741. If you like our show, Jay, what can they do? Give us your best, like your salesman, and you want people to leave us a good review. What do you tell them? How do you convince someone? What do I tell them? Someone's listening. To, yeah, someone's, listen, someone's listen, you... listen, hold on. Someone's listening to our show right now. They got the headphones mm-hmm. in. They're sitting at home. Get them to make that big effort, that big fucking effort of getting their thumb out, sliding across the screen, hitting that five stars. How do you make that happen? I say, listen, if you are enjoying what you're hearing, take out that phone and, and leave us a positive five-star review on on iTunes. You know, let us let us know what you like. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Will they feel good about it? It'll make them feel good? I think, yeah, it'll make them feel good. It'll make us feel good. I think all around it makes everyone feel good. We'll make a connection. You know, we talk to you week after week, you know, and now this is your way of giving back to us. Yeah, I like that too, Barry. Very good. We're talking to, like, just, like, numbers. You know what I mean? Just numbers out there. We don't know who we're fucking talking to a lot of time. We know some of you, but I want to get to know some of you. Even if it's just the little name you put next to your review. Just give us something so that we know when we get together these late nights and we put in this effort. Jay's over there in his basement sweating because I don't let him turn on the fan. It's hot. I'm sweating because my fan makes this rattling noise. Barry only gets five hours of sleep every night. It's exactly. He got home from work tonight at 10 and went right to the podcast. Let us know who we're talking to. If that doesn't get us at least two reviews this week, I'm done. I'm done asking for fucking reviews. All right, guys. So I'll see you on uh, Saturday. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Barry, get that crumb cake. Yes. I'm going to set myself a fucking uh, Siri reminder. Yes. Get on there. Hey, Siri, remind me to order S'mores Crumpkins tomorrow at 9 o'clock a.m. Okay, your reminder is set for tomorrow at 9 a.m. Is it possible that we tell the kids that's not for them and it's just for us? Yes, that'll be fun. Of course it's possible. We're in charge. We're the adults. All right, guys, anything else we want to touch on before we go? Jay, any final words? No, no. Not, not that I can think of. Hopefully people uh, like the energy I brought this week. That's, hopefully they like your new mi- your new sounds. Yeah, hopefully it sounds better. I don't think they're going to like the energy you brought. 
I think I brought some energy today. What was the other one I heard? Um, when we get, hold on, let me pull it up. Craig, I don't think you should read this. I shouldn't. Okay, I'll stop. I don't think he can handle it. I think on the outside he'll handle it fine, but I think when the mics are shut off and he unplugs his earphones and he lays his head on his pillow tonight, it's gonna eat away at him. You think I'm gonna cry? Let me tell you this, Jay. Barry was not always like this. It took a long time to groom Barry into what he's become. Into the host that I am today? You have really... <laughs> I, you've surprised me because it did not start off like this. Oh, no, it did not. Remember how, how many times you would finish talking and waiting for me to speak and there would just be silence? Oh, my goodness. Oh. Growing pains, my friend. That felt like so long ago, I don't even remember that. I just remember it was painful. It was. It was like you were pulling teeth to get me to fucking say anything. And now Barry's like, you can't, t- you can't even stop him. Oh. And his head's gotten so big, as you know, Jay. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. Jay, are you okay, though? For real. You can't let this stuff bother you, Jay. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.